Hi, and welcome to Ask Wardy. I'm Wardy, a wife and mom of three, lead teacher, blogger, and founder of traditionalcookingschool.com. I'm also the author of The Complete Idiot's Guide to Fermenting Foods. Ask Wardy is the weekly show devoted to answering your niggling questions about traditional cooking. Maybe it's your sourdough starter, your sauerkraut, preserving foods, broth, superfoods, or anything else to do with traditional cooking. You can catch Ask Wardy live each Wednesday at 10 a.m. Pacific, that's 1 p.m. Eastern, or through the podcast and video replays at askwardy.tv. And now, let's get to today's show. Hey everyone, welcome to Ask Wardy. This is episode 32, and we are talking about this little guy today little guy. There's actually a lot of little guys in here. If you call all the beneficial organisms in whey, um, good bugs. We often do that when we're telling kids about digestive health and gut health, or even to just explain gut health in simple terms to grown-ups. We have good guys and bad guys in our intestines. Um, And whey, which is dripped off of um, most cases plain yogurt or kefir with active cultures, is full of protein, enzymes, vitamins, and good bugs, good guys. We're going to talk about this today because so many of us um, make cheese or make, you know, like yogurt cheese or kefir cheese or other cheeses, and we can um, build up quite a bit of whey. And uh, what do you do with it? If you only need like a quarter cup at a time for a ferment, you could actually end up, you know, if you if you make cheese out of two gallons of milk, you could end up with more than a gallon of whey. Well, what do you do with it? So we are talking today about uses for whey, 11 uses in particular. I want to give you a couple housekeeping notes. Um, welcome to everybody who's here with me live. I'm so glad you're here on Facebook Live or Periscope. But if you're coming later, welcome to you as well. You may be listening through iTunes or through YouTube or through the video recap or the notes at askwardy.tv. And if you are checking this out later, I will have complete notes of all the 11 uses for whey. I have complete notes for you at tradcookschool.com slash aw032 within 24 hours of this airing live. Um, so let me read you the question today. It actually comes from Julia. I had to answer it because it was so timely because two weeks ago we had a question from Cecilia and Cecilia said, uh, that she was making, she was collecting whey off of her yogurt for fermenting, but she had all this yogurt cheese. She needed ideas for how to uh, use it up. Well, Julia, and she's at Spring, Spring Spinner. She may be here right now. Julia wrote in, and she thought that that was humorous. She said, I thought the last Ask Wardy about using yogurt cheese was humorous as I go through it very quickly. Alas, I could use help with the opposite of Cecilia's issue. How to use up the whey when it's coming to you in abundance. Yes, I get lots of whey with yogurt cheese, but right now I'm listening to whey drip out of your Middle Eastern cheese as well. I have about a half gallon of whey. Most of the recipes only call for small amounts. I'm sure there are places you've shared uses for whey, which I have. I've shared that inside Traditional Cooking School for members, Um, but I thought an Ask Wardy would be helpful. Are there recipes or uses that call for more than a quarter cup and especially quantities greater than that at a time? Well, uh, as I was brainstorming, I came up with 11 uses that I thought were really pertinent for traditional cooking school 
listeners, readers, all of you on Ask Wardy. Um, and there are way more. In fact, if you go to my colleague's blog, Tiffany, it's don'twastethecrumbs.com, you could search for Uses for Way. She actually lists 36. And uh, some of them are slightly similar, so I've combined uses um, in my list here, and I've come up to kind of the 11 best uses that I think are worth sharing, and there's, there's tons more out there, so you could Google uses for way to get more. But um, So we're going to get into that, Julia. I loved your question. Very timely. Yeah, you might, people might have an abundance of yogurt cheese in the fridge because they're collecting whey uh, for fermenting. But the opposite of that is what if you're doing a lot of cheese for cheese sake and you have all this whey and not enough things to ferment, what do you do with all the whey? So if you're swimming in whey, Julia or anybody else, 11 uses for it coming up. First, I want to get on the same page with what is whey anyway, because uh, I want to make sure that everybody understands. So whey is this yellowish liquid, and in the comments a bit ago, I saw somebody say mine is yellower than that. Yes, it can be varying degrees of yellow. This is actually off of um, a store-bought tub of Nancy's Organic Yogurt. We scooped out some yogurt. By the way, I do make my own yogurt, but we're in, in a changeover for our milk source. So this one week, we're having to buy <laughs> yogurt. I'm not gonna go without it, so I purchased Nancy's Organic. Um, and anyway, so we scooped out some yogurt from a tub and then this collected on top. I didn't strain it through cheesecloth or anything. I just put, um, I just used a little ladle and put it in a jar so I would be able to show it to you. So um, varying degrees of yellow, this is actually not strained so it actually has some milk solids in it. That's probably why it looks a little bit whitish. This is the yellowish liquid that drops, drips, drops, it does drop, drips out of cultured or curdled dairy, like yogurt cheese, kefir cheese, or other cheeses. Whey, as I said before, has protein, beneficial acids, enzymes, vitamins, and minerals. It's a very good food. So if you have excess of it, you don't wanna waste it. Um, there's two types of whey. So you have sweet whey, and that is, getting a little bit technical here, sweet whey comes drips out of when you're culturing dairy with rennet. So when you're making cheeses, hard or soft, hard or semi-hard cheeses. Um, so if you are coagulating with them with rennet, they're coming together not by building up acidity, they're coming together by the rennet. So it's actually sweet. It's not as sour as acidic whey. Now acidic whey is dripped out of dairy that is thickened by the acid that's pr produced by fermenting organisms. So in the case of kefir or yogurt, if you would drip that through cheesecloth, kefir or yogurt are thickened, even before you drip them, they are thickened by the acids produced by the yeasts and beneficial um, bacteria that are culturing them. That would be acidic whey. In this little jar here is acid whey or acidic whey because it came off of yogurt. Now the other um, thing you wanna pay attention to in your whey, besides whether it's sweet or acid, is whether it's salted or unsalted. Generally, you're gonna get unsalted whey but if you're making cheese and um, you know cheese, you coagulate it with rennet, you break it into curds, then a lot of whey is gonna spill out. Then um, you, you know, take those curds and move them on, but then you salt the curds and even more whey spills out. So if the whey that spills out after the curds are salted 
is going to be salted whey. And two of the uses I'm gonna share with you are really good for salted or a portion of salted whey. But many of these uh, uses are just gonna be talking about unsalted whey, which is in my opinion, or at least out of my kitchen, the most common and most abundant whey that I produce. Cause I get way more whey, <laughs> way more whey that's unsalted. And at the end stage of cheese, after I salt curds, I'll get a little more whey out. Okay, if that makes sense. Um, I have a whole video that has to do with whey, what it is, how to get it, um, because if you're using it fermenting, for fermenting, you wanna pay attention to, does it have beneficial organisms in it? So that means that it needs to come out of um, yogurt, kefir, cheese, that once it's cultured has not been heated to, uh, to kill or damage the uh, beneficial organisms that are in it. You can start with pasteurized milk, but once you culture that milk and collect the whey, you wanna make sure that it hasn't been heated um, again, or it hasn't been heated right before, sorry, it hasn't been heated after it's been cultured, if that makes sense. So I have a whole video on that. And if you go to tradcookschool.com slash AW032 within 24 hours to get the notes for this um, broadcast, this podcast, you'll see a link there to that video, okay? So let's get into the 11 uses for whey now. Julie, I'm not sure if you're here or not. You may have commented, but I missed it. But that's okay because I will, of course, be emailing you to let you know that this is ready for you within 24 hours if you're not here with us live. Okay, so the first use of whey, oh, you just got here. Good to see you, Julia. I'm glad you made it. So I've so far just been talking about how you're the opposite of Cecilia, and you know we're talking about how to use up the whey. I just explained what whey is, and now we're into the 11 uses. So number one use to me, this is the most obvious, frugal, great thing to do with your abundance of whey, and that is to make old-fashioned ricotta cheese. Um, in you know you might search on Google for how to make ricotta cheese, and not all not all recipes are the same. I'm talking about the old-fashioned way, and the old-fashioned way is where you already made cheese with your milk, you have all this whey left over, and see the thing about this whey is it has dissolved proteins in it. The first time you make cheese with the milk, all the um, undissolved proteins make that cheese. The curds that are formed when you take your milk and make cheese, um, those are just the easiest to get proteins. Then the whey that comes off those curds has dissolved proteins in it and those don't end up in your first batch of cheese, but they can end up in your second batch of cheese if you're using this milk twice. First, you use the milk to make cheese, and second, you use the uh, whey to make cheese. And so it's ricotta, it's very simple. You put all that whey in a big pot. Hi, my sister just joined, good to see you. Uh, you put all that whey in a big pot and you boil it. And when you boil it, and if you're at a high elevation, it takes you have to boil it for a while, but when you boil it, you will see it's kind of like snow appearing in the whey. It's all those dissolved proteins precipitating out. Precipitating is a big word from chemistry class, remember, but it means solids fall out of liquids or something like that. At least that's my understanding. So you'll get this, um, all these snowflakes in your whey. And so once they've all appeared, you pour that boiling whey into like a colander lined with your cheesecloth and the there's still gonna be a lot of whey to come out of that, but you've pulled all the protein out. And so you'll have this 
uh, like soft cheese in the bottom of your cheesecloth. That's ricotta cheese, and this is old-fashioned ricotta cheese. I've gone at length describing the process. I do have a recipe for it in our Culture Dairy e-course or e-book, so members or purchasers of the e-book will have that. It's a very frugal, obvious way, number one way, in my opinion, to use your whey. Now, you're still gonna have a lot of liquid left, but you've at least pulled out the dissolved proteins and you've gotten cheese twice. So if you made yogurt cheese or kefir cheese or cheddar cheese or whatever, that was your first cheese, but then you take that whey and you boil it and you'll get another couple cups of cheese out of it, depending on how much whey there was. Um, by the way, that remaining liquid, then from doing the ricotta cheese, you'll get some cheese out, but you'll still have whey. It no longer contains active cultures because you boiled it. So enzymes, um, probiotics, they've all perished through the boiling. Um, and it also doesn't contain protein anymore because the dissolved protein that was in that way is now in the ricotta cheese. Okay, so you've ended up with just this, well, it's very frugal. You've used the way to get a little bit more out and um, the remaining liquid can be used in some of these other uses, not all. So number two, and we've discussed this at length, in fact, in two episodes ago, but you can use your whey, whey that has probiotic active cultures as a fermenting culture. So you just add a quarter cup of whey in any quart of ferment, and that is um, like fruit or vegetable, it's your starter culture. That's what is considered. Um, Third use for whey is homemade sodas. You can use whey as the starter culture or the base culture for your homemade sodas like a fermented lemonade or a fermented limeade. Um, here's an easy recipe, and Juliet calls for one cup of whey per gallon of soda. So if you made several gallons, you could use up quite a bit of your whey. So, but one gallon of soda here is you take juice from a dozen lemons or limes, and you would have three quarter cups of your favorite sugar source and you use one cup of whey. And all you're gonna do is put your sugar in a gallon jar and dissolve it in just as much water as you need to to get it dissolved. Add the juice of your lemons and limes, then fill to, like, to the shoulder with water so it's a nearly full gallon jar. Cap it tightly and let it ferment for two days, then you move it to the fridge or you can bottle it up. I will have this recipe written out for you at tradcookschool.com aw032, so check that out. Use number four for soaking grains or flour. So in traditional cooking, we prepare grains for better digestion by soaking, sprouting, or fermenting. And in the soaking method, um, by the way, you can get a video on this at tradcookschool.com slash freevids if you haven't already gotten my free video series. But in the soaking method, you add a little bit of acid. Well, whey is acidic. So you can use whey instead of lemon juice or vinegar, you know, raw apple cider vinegar. Use whey instead. That'll use it up. So you can soak your grains or your flour with whey. Um, we do this, by the way, just to explain it, because grains are hard to digest. They also have, um, because some of them contain gluten, but another thing is they contain phytic acid, which can block mineral absorption. So soaking can help neutralize that phytic acid. So you actually get more minerals from what you eat if you take the time to soak. Sprouting and sourdough are also effective methods as well. Use number five, add whey to smoothies. Yes, whey is a great protein, enzyme, vitamin, and mineral boost, so use it as a liquid in some of your smoothies. So if you're gonna use some coconut water or coconut milk or water, you could freeze whey in ice cubes and use whey cubes instead of ice cubes. 
There's lots of ways to get it in your smoothies. Number six is bread dough. So you could use whey as the liquid in your bread dough. It works great and it adds protein. That is if you haven't made ricotta cheese with it already. Uh, seven, you can use whey to water your plants in your garden. Uh, whey can fertilize your plants, especially your acid-loving plants like blueberries or tomatoes will like the acidic whey, especially. Do keep in mind that you should dilute whey when, when using as a fertilizer or to water plants because it, it's good for them, but too much is not good for them. So you use one part whey with one part water and you would add one inch of water per week. I'll have a link to kind of describe that for you at uh, the notes for this, tradcookschool.com slash AW032. Those will be available um, within 24 hours of this airing live. Houseplants too, yes, houseplants, garden, whatever. So do it once a week with diluted whey. Number eight is you can make bone broth. So you know how in traditional cooking, we add a splash of apple cider vinegar when we're um, putting, combining our bones in water to make bone broth? Well, use whey. Again, whey is acidic. So it works like vinegar in this case. So use whey instead of um, acid and make your broth as usual. You can use whey in salad dressing. So like if you have a dressing recipe that calls for lemon juice or apple cider vinegar, use your whey instead. You can also just use it in place of water or milk in your dressing or dip recipes. Number 10 is feed your animals with it. When we had chickens, I would just put a pan of whey out for them so they'd get the probiotics, the vitamins, the enzymes, and the protein. That is if I didn't need any more ricotta cheese ourselves. Um, and I just put it out for the chickens. They drink it like water. You do want to pay attention to and maybe do some research on you know, how much is okay for what type of animal. Um, but I would put a whole pan of it out for chickens. For other animals, I would add a little bit to their stock water, so I'd dilute it. I've heard of people feeding pigs straight whey, but it's a great animal food. It ha I mean, it's so, um, it's so good for them, such a good food. So if you have animals and you have an excess of whey, why not you know, cut your feed bill by giving them some food that you already have in the house that your family can't use up. Number 11, this is the final use for whey, is add it to compost. You need to keep a compost, pot, compost pile watered um, so that the biological activity will happen. You can use your whey instead of water to keep it moist. So that's an obvious use too. Seth is adding it's great on compost to activate the microbes and great for your animals, yep. Those were the last two things I said, feed your animals and add to compost. So we're on the same page there, Seth. All right, went through a ton of uses there. So Julie, I hope that's helpful and I hope some of them resonated with you. I think other than number two with the fermenting culture um, and depending on batch sizes, <laughs> nearly all of them, um, you are using more than a quarter cup of whey at a time. <laughs> Seth is asking, is this list written down somewhere? It will be within 24 hours at tradcookschool.com slash AW032. In fact, when that goes live, I will update the comments on Facebook Live, and so you'll have a link to that. All right, so that's within 24 hours. I'll have this all up. So thank you all for joining me. Let me finish up by uh, telling you about something. If you're interested in culturing dairy, you know, whey is a byproduct of culturing dairy, and we love homemade cheeses and sour cream and yogurt and all kinds of things at Traditional Cooking School. And I have a free recipe to give you if you're interested. I had a picture of it here. Um, if you'd like to learn how to make cultured butter, 
Go to tradcookschool.com slash free butter. Now, it's not that I'm giving you free butter. It's that I'm giving you the free butter recipe. <laughs> so come on by and grab that. It's very easy. And I love cultured butter more than regular butter because uh, cultured butter has good um, probiotics in it. It also is has this wonderful, sweet, complex, sour flavor that is just to die for. I mean, we all love butter. Well, I'm not gonna say all, but uh, at least me and many people that I know love cultured butter even more. Um, and anyway, so tradcookschool.com slash free butter to grab that recipe um, if you're interested in that. And let me also just say thank you for everyone for coming and repeat that the notes for this will be available at tradcookschool.com slash aw032 within 24 hours. I'll update this post on Facebook to let you know when it's up, or you can just go to askwardy.tv. You can go now and you'll see archives from the 31 past, 31 past episodes, but within 24 hours, we'll have the new one there too. You're so welcome, Julia. I'm so happy that you gave such a timely question as a follow-up and the opposite to episode 30. Seth is saying, hey people, cultured butter is so delicious and healthy, you must try. Exactly, Seth knows what I'm talking about. So it's tradcookschool.com slash free butter for that recipe. I'd love to share my favorite butter with you. All right, well, God bless you all. Thanks so much for joining me. And here's to your way and using it up and not wasting it. God bless you, bye-bye. Thanks so much for joining me today. Here's what to do next. Ask Wardy wouldn't be possible without your questions, so please keep them coming. If you're on Twitter, tweet me at TradCookSchool with your question and use the hashtag AskWardy. Or send an email to Wardy at AskWardy.tv. To get the show notes, links mentioned, video replay, or even to catch up on past episodes of Ask Wardy, go to AskWardy.tv. To join the fun of the live video recording, be sure to follow me with the handle at TradCookSchool on the Periscope app or go to periscope.tv slash TradCookSchool. We record live on Wednesdays at 10 a.m. Pacific. That's 1 p.m. Eastern. And finally, you can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, the Podcasts app, or Stitcher. If you're on a mobile device, just search for Ask Wardy while you're in the app. If you're on a desktop or laptop, go to tradcookschool.com slash awitunes right in your browser. And while you're there, please leave a rating or review. I love to read your comments and your feedback makes it much more likely that others who are interested in traditional cooking will find Ask Wardy too. Thanks so much. God bless you. And I'll see you next week. <laughs>